Welcome to Season 2 of the Vino Vultures Podcast. My name is Brad, and I will be your host as we dive into the wonderful world of wine. On this show, we explore wine culture, discuss frugal ways to experience the best wines your tight budget can handle, and try to answer the age-old question, do I have enough wine? During this season, we'll be exploring the eight international grapes. The whites will come first, and then the reds. Today's episode is all about Riesling, the first of the four whites, and I hope you enjoy it. Riesling can be some of the most interesting of all grapes. Sometimes called Johannesburg Riesling, or White Riesling, you can trace the origins all the way back to Germany, where to this very day, they produce some of the most famous bottles. There, the environment is almost the perfect picture of what the vines need. Preferring cold, crisp, and cool climates, the grape produces a wine that is seemingly elastic. When made into a dry style, it's light-bodied, and when molded into an ultra-ripe dessert wine, it's thick. This makes it an ideal selection for all sorts of occasions and styles, from slightly sweet table wines to dry and complex with a high amount of acidity. Regardless, the gold standard for this grape when it comes to the aging process is to use stainless steel rather than oak, and to expect its characteristics to change like a chameleon, depending on the exact growing conditions. Younger ones are known to be floral, while those that have been aged further take on the scent of gasoline and sometimes honey. Outside of Germany, you can find other fantastic translations of it in Alsace, which, if you remember your history lessons, used to be part of Germany. Washington, Northern California, and New Zealand are also great locations for making high-quality Rieslings. Riesling is one of the most easy-drinking wines you'll find, and it's a staple, in my opinion, when it comes to introducing non-wine uh, folk into the world of tasting. It has a low alcohol content, and that leads it to have one of the most intense flavor profiles of wine all over the globe. I expect them to taste like the first sip out of an ice-cold mountain stream with notes of peaches, melon, and apricots. And one should be careful not to confuse the general fruitiness of the grape with actual sweetness. Now, let's move on to what I have been eagerly awaiting to talk about. What are some of the bottles that are widely available at a store near you and that don't absolutely decimate your household budget? Three bottles that you should be able to find at Target or Walmart are the Chichon Relax, Chateau Saint-Michel Harvest Select, and Barefoot Cellars Riesling. Let's start with the Chichon Relax Riesling. It's a relatively simple blue bottle that presents fruit-forward flavors such as citrus and white peach and an aroma of apple. It's supposed to also give off a floral scent, but 
on my tasting, I had a really difficult time picking that up. Overall, however, with the price tag of $10.99, it's a quick and low-complexity Riesling that I feel would be decent with virtually any white sauce pasta that has some kick of spice in it. Alfredo with pepper, anyone? Next up, we have the Chateau Saint-Michel Harvest Select, which is a cheap little $9.99 bottle of sweet Washington State Riesling. I'm not going to lie to you. This is one of my favorite bottles of widely available Riesling that's priced under $10. You can virtually find this bottle anywhere in the U.S. at any given time for any gathering that you might need it for. It has a rich peach flavor, a well-balanced acidity thanks to the residual sweetness, and it pairs perfectly with a cheese board with a gently salted cracker or two. If you're looking for a great bottle to grab on the fly, on your way to a get-together, this is the bottle I would suggest that will please almost anyone who drinks wine, or even those who don't drink wine but want to get into it. It's not going to win any awards against the higher-priced, smaller-batch German bottles that I've had, but it is still a fantastic experience for 10 bucks. Lastly, you have the mass-market-produced Barefoot Riesling. This bottle is the one we all know that finds its way to apartment pools, beaches, and sorority parties or frat parties by way of travel-sized containers. It's a bottle that still, by definition, can be called a Riesling. However, it is not one that you should aim to pick up if you're going to be somewhere that regular bottles are allowed to be present. It's slightly sweet and fruit-forward, but in my opinion, this is not a well-balanced bottle of wine. I'm going to parrot a wine bus tour guide that once told the wife and I when the last stop on the tour was the Sutter Home Winery, it's okay wine. It's not great, but it does the trick when you need it to come in travel-sized bottles to fit the occasion. Do yourself the favor and spend the extra three bucks to grab the Chateau Saint-Michel Harvest Select instead, and you will be much happier for it. Again, situation at hand. And that's it. We've made our way through the Riesling section of the International Grapes. Mind you that there are a large amount of other low-cost and widely available ones on the market, but these are the three that I knew you would most likely run into at virtually any large chain box store. That being said, we'll make sure in later sessions to revisit this grape for other fine cost-effective options that might be just a tad bit less widely available so that you can have an even better tasting experience outside of these three that I've named. If you've enjoyed this episode or the entire podcast as a whole, I would greatly appreciate it if you gave us a comment, shared the show, or interacted with me at vinovultures at gmail.com. But until next time, stay well. Happy holidays.